4: All right, we have a lot to get to this afternoon. I'm Scoot on the Air. It is uh, Tuesday already. Wow, this week is just flying by, isn't it? All right, so uh, is that boil water advisory still in effect for parts of Belchase? I mean, how tired are you of of all these boil water advisories? It's really sad. Uh, You know, this didn't used to happen as often as it seems to be happening now, and You know, if you've never been through it, I'm sure all of you have been, but if you've never been through it, it's a royal pain in the rump. I mean, it's really inconvenient. It's bad. It's a, you know, it's, you know, if you live in the first world, it's a real problem. And I just, uh, I wish people would be a little more careful and conscientious and, you know, just, I mean, some things can't be avoided, but, you know, when you hear about a construction a company doing some construction work and then they they cut into something and then there's a boiled water advisory in effect very very uh, discouraging all right so this legislative session continues and i love the concept of tough on crime love it and hopefully it works but there is no guarantee and study after study shows that the death penalty is not a deterrent to crime believe me if i thought my ass was going to die Uh, I wouldn't commit the crime. I wouldn't commit the crime if I thought I had to spend time in jail. But it apparently for those people who who commit these kind of crimes for the thug minded individuals in this country, they don't care about that. They don't even think about that sort of thing. But it's worth having a discussion about. We'll talk about it this afternoon. I'm, I'm not a fan of the the death penalty discussion, but it's 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 worth the discussion because our representatives and and this is how our government works we have representatives who do the work for us in a legislative branch of government and right now our legislators are in baton rouge doing our work they're representing us we have a representative uh democracy a republic if you will um and so they're doing our job and and i think this is one of the real great functions of, of talk radio You know, we get a chance to have an influence because a lot of those people listen to the show and they listen to talk radio and they listen to you. That's what they're listening to. They're listening to you. And I I, I can think of of, of numerous times when, when we have had a collective impact on the legislative process because people are listening to you. And so this is the time to speak out. This is the time to say what's on your mind, to give your opinion when it comes to big topics, because you get a message to them. You elect them to represent you. And, and talk radio is a great way to get a message to them because they're supposed to represent us and do what we want them to do. So this is a great opportunity to talk about this. I, I, I like Jeff Landry's idea of being tough on, on young criminals. I, I feel badly for a lot of young criminals. I do, and I've, I've heard some, some heart-wrenching stories from young criminals who just got caught up in the in the wrong thing. They got caught up with the wrong people at the wrong time. And they just didn't know what they were doing. I feel badly for some of those kids. But I don't feel badly for a lot of the others. I, I for some reason I have no empathy whatsoever for the fourteens involved in the dragging death of Linda Frickie. There's just something about that crime and and I don't know, their attitude through the whole thing that I, I don't have any sympathy for them. And I think it's okay not to have sympathy or empathy for a lot of young criminals. It's okay. The problem that, that we've had is we've had so much empathy. We've, be, we've, we've coddled them. We've pandered to them so much. Oh, the poor little the poor little uh, victims of, of society. You know, we've had so much of that attitude that we've actually encouraged thug punkery. Or however you want to put it. We've, we've encouraged that. And it's a learned behavior. It's taught. So, anyway, there, there's a lot to talk about concerning that th- this afternoon, and, and, and we will. So, it looks like uh, Louisiana's plan is in effect now. It's coming together to send National Guard troops to Texas, uh, to the Texas Mexican border, to help the U.S. government keep illegal immigrants from coming into our country. And, you know, look, if it helps. Great. I I, I do think this is a grandstanding on the part of our governor. Uh, It seems like he is uh, working on gaining a national image when it comes to this. And you and I have talked about this. And we've also uh, talked about the memories that we have of a governor who used the governor's office to run for president. And look where it got him. Nowhere. So let's see if this is really a sincere effort or if it is a a bigger plan by uh, by by Jeff Landry, our new governor, to uh, gain national publicity. So we'll see. But look, I mean, if 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 we can do something to help the border, then then let's do it. Uh, But it it might just be a big show. We don't know. Democrat strategist James Carville says that Biden's refusal to take part in the Super Bowl weekend interview, which presidents do, is a red flag. It's a red flag indicating that, as Carville says, that the administration does not have confidence in Joe Biden's ability to convey his message. That's what it comes down to. So, uh, I, I think there's just, uh, you know, further... Supports what I'm, what I'm feeling and sensing, and what many of you are sensing and feeling, and that is about uh, about uh, Joe Biden looking and acting like he might be too old to to, to be reelected, and and I wish they were I wish they were a, a, I they were a, a younger, youthful, I, I even not youthful. I just wish they were a more viable. Um, Image for, for for Democrats in in the upcoming election and and as I said yesterday a, a lot of good things and we've talked about this a lot of good things have happened while Biden was president um, and he still is president but uh, and has a, a chance of being reelected so I don't I, you know it just doesn't seem like um, he has the strength and the enthusiasm to be president for another four years. And I'm not the only one who, who's saying that. That's nothing negative about Democrats or nothing negative about liberals. It's just about this particular uh, president and, and just the mistakes that he's made and some of the, the images that he presents right now. I don't think it's good for the Democrats. Also, there is a survey out showing that there is um, very little optimism after the new year. A new survey by the National Federation of Independent Business uh, indicates that expectations for higher sales among small business owners decrease in January and that profits are in the tank, and that means it's really hard for small business owners to keep their doors open and to keep folks employed. So, you know, that really is. is different from what we hear about the economy overall because in a lot of ways the economy is doing really really well and when it comes to small businesses there is this survey indicating that it's not doing so well so i don't know are you optimistic i'm really optimistic i'm I'm not a small business owner so i'm not speaking for small business owners but you know i'm really I'm, i'm optimistic about about life i'm optimistic about america and I, uh, I hope you are. I hope you are as well. But, you know, not everybody is. And, and, and a lot of people don't want to be optimistic because a Democrat's in the White House and they don't want to be happy about even things that you should maybe be happy about because... It's almost like they they feel like, well, if they're happy about the way things are, then people are not going to want to change presidents and they want to change presidents. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon about anything we talk about, as you can tell, we've got a lot to uh, to get to this afternoon. The Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Ian Hoke is our senior producer. He's at the controls in the other studio. Good afternoon, sir.
5: Good afternoon to you too, as well. How's it going? Good, good. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Nice really temperatures. Nice, a series of nice yeah. days. It looks
4: like we're having. And, and it looks like it's going to be a really nice weekend. Uh, yeah, mostly sunny and temperatures in the seventies. Wow, I'm loving it. I mean, what sucks you know what? about that? Nothing.
5: Nothing sucks. You know, Peyton Malone sounds like when he when he does his weather reports. It sounds like when the weather is good, like it lifts his mood. You know, like I was listening to him today talk about how we got, you know, several days of nice weather. And he starts kind of like cracking wise, like he's he's putting a little flavor into his weather reports, you know, because I think he's yeah. just he's just glad to be bringing us good news. And I just, you know, as an avid listener of Peyton Malone's reports, I, I appreciate that.
4: Well, but, you know, you, you know, you don't want him to, uh, to to be down if the weather's uh, bad. I mean, oh, no, not, I absolutely it's not, do. It's not their fault. Oh, you do. You I, want him wouldn't to be that down? be
5: hilarious? If he comes on, he's like, "From WWL, Louisiana, I'm Peyton Malone, and you'll never believe, but it's going to be 115 degrees out there today. So why don't you just put your head in the toilet and flush it?
4: You yeah, know, I mean, something I mean, like maybe that." Maybe they they be a little more. Maybe they become a little more realistic, like uh, Chris Franklin says. You know, you know, you know like, let's just be honest about this. The weather is just going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be awful. But they don't. They don't do that.
5: Yeah, I mean, they're they're scientists. You know, yeah, they got they a pretty are. specific type of job to do. But that's you know, guys like you and me is is me. That's one one of the reasons I always kind of like wanted to do traffic, or I wanted to do you know meteorology <laughs> because like I'm not a scientist, I'm not a journalist, I'm not a newsman. But I think that I I understand the task well enough that I could do it. But I do it in my own way. You know, it'd be kind of kind of more funny, a little more yeah. zany. Maybe well, uh, well,
4: and that's what I love about this show is that, you know, we can kind of uh, really uh, fit the mood of the, the city, the mood of the state, the, the mood of the country. Uh, nope. You nope. know, it, everybody everybody knows that our show is distinctively different on different days of the week (laughs) you know and like friday is is totally different you know before you know years ago you know monday was uh you know this kind of sucks it's monday well i I stopped all that and started being positive on 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 mondays because it's a it's a day of life and you i mean you never know what day you're going to get good news and it could just be on on that monday so you know why not be up and be excited on 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 a monday as well um, so i did, I love the fact that we can come on here and and maybe even have the power to to lift people up who are who are down
5: lift every voice
4: man. you know like when the when the weather's dark and dreary, you know, you got to you got to love it for those um, goth kids, you know, because they're loving it. They've they got their trench coats on. They can't
5: get you enough know, of that.
4: Dreary they can weather. go outside and not get any vitamin D from the sun. You know, they don't have to worry <laughs> about any of that. Yeah. They can just, you know, just be in their little goth world. So, you know, you, you, you got to point out the positive for, for them as well.
5: You know what else is positive? Yes. What? Did you see the couch I got in my office? no i put a couch in my office you had a couch in your office yeah you should swing by and sit on my couch you know that's a pretty big deal to have a couch in your office that's like a major status it is it is a big deal i think it means i've arrived
4: i don't want anybody to take it too seriously that ian has invited me to come visit him and to sit on his couch Come
5: sit on my couch
4: uh i hope that's not anything like a casting couch I mean, now
5: that you mention it, it is kind of the same size, shape, and color (laughs) as those iconic couches. Well, that's what I heard. I don't
4: have a couch in my office. How did you get a couch?
5: Um, uh, I think I can say this. Okay, I hope nobody important is listening. I stole it. Really? Yeah,
4: from Kevin Cassidy's old. Really, are people? I'm seeing some new things. I also see a rug in your office. Yeah. I, so I'm seeing so Kevin Cassidy, our old market manager, he leaves and people are like stealing his stuff. Well, I mean, it didn't
5: belong to him personally, but it was right. just in there. And with Dan Barron moving in, there wasn't room for that couch, oh. and so it, it became oh. a question of what do we do with this couch? And I said. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna take it and, and put it in my office.
4: That is uh that is prestige. I I basically mean, it's well, like
5: giving myself a promotion basically. Well
4: you're you're the assistant program director and brand manager, and Nancy, it's conceivable that uh you know you're gonna have an interview to do one day and you could have somebody come in and, and and sit on your couch. Yeah, yeah. When I when, I when I
5: hired Colin and Charlie, I had to go use Diane's office to conduct those yeah. interviews, which I didn't mind because Diane has a beautiful she's couch. She's
4: got a nice couch in her office.
5: Yeah, I'm not someday I hope to have a couch as nice as Diane's, but right now I'll <laughs> take the, the little black yeah. cast Couch, couch.
4: I've got a basic desk chair. Yeah, man. In my we office. should soup up your office a little yeah. bit.
5: Every, everybody's souping
4: it's up okay. their offices It's all right. Here. It's okay. It's okay. I don't define myself. I'm like, I, you know, my office is uh, reflective of, of me. You know. All right. Um, if you want to join us with a comment, the Oakenheart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870 I know we're running late af, but let's just go ahead and do some text messages anyway. Here's a text that says, "Hey, Scoot, uh, Brobson Lutz." Here does that Brobson mean Brobson Lutz? Absolutely. Lutz. He's a, a
5: doctor. Okay. Well, uh, Doctor Lutz is texting in and says there is no science at all behind those boil water warnings that we get.
4: Really, Doctor Lutz? So, said yeah, it d- and so Doctor Lutz wears the coolest glasses. I mean, he really—he—he's he got the find coolest find the glasses cool, sorry, on. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Doc, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm glad you're tuned in. So there's no scientific uh, fr- because it's a—it's—it's it, it's a lot of. Um, it's a lot of effort. You go through a lot of effort through these. these <laughs> Look at boil... this cool guy. I know. He's very cool. Wow. He's cool. All right. Well, we're glad and to have listen to him. And Lutz is tuned in. Yeah, man. A doctor's tuned in.
5: He says there's no science
4: behind the boil water advisory. Wow. What are we doing it for? Wish I would have known that when there was a boil water advisory in effect. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Boiling my water like an idiot. <laughs> now, listen to your officials. If they say boil your water, boil it. Um, or
4: listen to Dr. Robson Or, or listen to
5: Dr. Lutz. All right. Um, here's a text that says, hey, Scoot and Ian, the problem with capital punishment is that the system is not only biased, but it gets it wrong sometimes. Innocents have been put to death.
4: Well, you know, I, I know, and 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 that's a problem. And I have developed over the years, I've developed a different attitude toward the death penalty. We're going to talk more about this in the two o'clock hour uh, this afternoon. And we're going to talk to um, a, a local filmmaker, Steve scafiti who uh, did an exceptional movie about the death penalty, and it's called Execution. And I saw this movie years ago, and it really made me stop and think. As as much as I can have a revenge-type attitude, like, you know what, you're a dead so-and-so. You, I mean, you did that, you're dead. And I got no problem. You know, I, I, as a result of that, and it's a really interesting movie because, well, we'll talk more about it next hour, but you don't really know... Uh, What happens if it it follows somebody who's on death row and you don't really know what happens. So anyway, it's interesting. We'll talk to Steve about that next hour.
5: Uh, I'll leave you with this one. This text says in my 70 years, this will be the third time that America wants to get tough on crime. They will over legislate as usual and in 10 years realize it's not working, then over legislate the other way with both sides thinking that they're right and never getting it right.
4: You know, that's an interesting observation. And it it also goes to show you that uh, living life yields wisdom. Not always, but often. Living life yields wisdom. And you see things, and you learn things, and it's like I, you know, I, I hear stuff from people when I, I I do this show. I hear stuff from listeners, and it's like I've been through this, I've seen this, I, I, you know, I, I've we've been through this before, and it didn't work, and and people thought it was going to work, and, it, and 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 it didn't. So, you know, we do have a tendency to want to to want to legislate, thinking that that's going to solve the problem, when again. There are people who don't want to address the real issue because it's inconvenient. It's hurtful to address the real issue. And the real issue is behavior. And the behavior starts with young people randomly and aggressively having sex with each other without giving a damn about a child being the result of that sexual encounter people don't talk about that. Oh, they they mention it, but they don't really discuss it. They don't really get into it. It's about human behavior. And you know what? A lot of these young kids, you know what they're seeing? They're seeing their parents go into the bedroom and bang one person after another. They bang this person. They bang that person. Or maybe in some cases, they just get banged. They're not doing the banging. They're getting banged. That's not a good example to set, but these kids see that, and it's they see it as a way of life. They see playing with guns. They they see handling handling guns without any any instruction about really how to handle a gun. So, anyway, all of this is very very uh, uh, discouraging. But uh, we'll 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 talk about this as the show goes on this afternoon. Also coming up, I want to we did this late in the show, but I I want to share with you. Uh, a little bit about uh, Lenny Kravitz's um, acceptance speech at the People's Choice Awards. I wrote a blog about it. The, the blog is on our website at www.com. It's also on my Facebook page, Scoot on the Air, where you can comment, and I'll share some of those comments later in the show. But it's about rocker Lenny Kravitz uh, shatters the stereotypical acceptance speech with a challenge for you. And so we'll talk about that when we come back. And you know what? It really does fit into all of this that we're talking about. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad Dr. Brobson Bobson Lutz is listening. We'll be back on WWL. I mentioned yesterday on the show that I, I was really impressed with Lenny Kravitz acceptance uh, speech at the People's Choice Awards. He was uh, given the award for Music Icon for uh, 2024 People's Choice Awards. And I was really impressed with what he had to say. And it um, not that I had any negative, I had no negative image of uh, Lenny Kravitz, but it uh, just uh, shed a really positive light on, on Lenny Kravitz. And we, we talked about this more late in the show. I, I wrote a blog about it after the show. In fact, it was kind of late last night. I, I wrote a blog about it. That is now on our website, www.l.com. Uh, you'll see the headline scoot, and it's uh, Lenny Kravitz shatters the stereotype for acceptance speeches with a challenge for you. And, and it is a, a challenge. And, you know, he was uh, dressed in black leather, his dreads draping over his signature sunglasses, and he really personified the, the edgy rock image that, he, that he's had. But his message was uncharacteristically soft. It was not, um, it's not totally uncommon to hear Hollywood elites praise God, but it's usually a gratuitous, I, I want to thank God, I want to thank, you know, Jesus Christ. I, you know, there'll they, be uh, comments like that. But the way Lenny Kravitz addressed God was, I, I thought, really refreshing. He said basically that he's just doing what God wants him to do, that God created him to do what he's doing, and that he's following what he thinks God wants him to do. And he said it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easy sometimes to just go along with the crowd and, and really not follow along, as, as I put it, with that voice inside. And I've, I've given this advice to, to many people over the years. We all have a voice inside of us. You have a voice. I have a voice. And, and only we can hear that voice. Nobody else can hear it. People might think they have a sense of what the voice is, is telling us, but they don't really hear the voice. And so Lenny Kravitz talked about how, you know, some said his music wasn't black enough. Some said his music wasn't white enough. It didn't nicely fit inside a box or a sound that was heard on the radio at the time. And he said he turned down money and turned down glitzy promises of fame and stardom because it wasn't authentic for him. And so he turned those things down. And too many stars are the product of a formula. Remember that episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg was offered the opportunity to be a a rock star? Not because he had talent, but because he fit into the the flashy Johnny Bravo outfit. That's truer than you think for for a lot of people. And I think Ice Spice is another one of those. I don't think Ice Spice has a lot of talent. Maybe I'll be proven wrong one day. At the People's Choice Award, she was uh, chosen as the best new artist. But Ice Spice is, uh, she's basically orange. She's got curly orange hair and she wears orange clothes. And I don't really think she has talent. I think she's got style. But Lenny, just, Lenny Kravitz just talked about how it's not about selling records. It's, it's about being who God wants you to be. And it's about what I refer to as that inner voice. You hear that inner voice. And I tell you, sometimes it's hard to follow that inner voice. It takes courage and not everybody's willing to do it. And some people hear the inner voice, but they resist because society is telling them, no, that's not the right thing to do. You know, you need to fit in with everybody else. And I'm not talking about doing anything like outrageous. I'm not talking about a voice that's telling you to go kill people. I'm talking about a voice that is telling you who you are. And do you have the courage to follow that voice, even if it, even if it, takes, um, even if it uh, takes challenges, even if you have to overcome challenges to do it? But I can so relate to what Lenny Kravitz said, because throughout my career, I I I feel like I haven't been afraid to to follow a different path. When I was in music radio, people said you're never going to make it in talk radio. Well, that's been proven wrong. And so I I suggest that you. You know, check out the blog. It's on our website wwll com. It's also on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page. I'm going to read some of the comments later. I, I don't have uh, I don't have internet service in the studio at this second. They may be working on it, but I'm going to share some of your comments from the Scoot on the Air Facebook page a, a little bit later. But really, it's a it's a message that sort of fits uh, what we're talking about today, which is um, not being afraid to be tough on young people when it comes to crime. Um young people need to be given permission to, uh, to, to not follow along with the crowd because there are a lot of talented young people who are just hanging out with the wrong people and they're not getting support from parents. And it comes down to what? It comes down to young people having sex and they don't give a damn about the possibility that a baby results. They don't care. The rate of syphilis is skyrocketing that's a clear indication that that people are not practicing safe sex and if they're not practicing safe sex then there's a possibility of a pregnancy oh and then you get then then you get pregnant and you you've got a child and the guy walks away and then what happens you don't change and you get pregnant again these are the things that people like mayor cantrell will not address because she sees it as an insult to, quote, her people. Those should not be seen as, as her people. There are African Americans who want better. There are African Americans who are dying. There are African Americans who want this, this problem of, of, of crime, especially with, with, with teenagers. They want it addressed And people like the mayor, and she's not alone, others, they don't want to address the issue because they see it as blaming their own. This is not about skin color. It's about behavior. And we shouldn't be afraid to attack negative behavior. And the idea that you have to have a gun to have respect, that's a learned behavior learned. It's taught. People are teaching that to young people. And everybody in that community, this is, we're talking about a relatively small portion of that community, but it's big enough to have an impact on the whole city, the whole state, the whole country. And it's not just here. It's everywhere. But we can't be afraid to attack the behavior, regardless of skin color. Because the people who are hurt the most are the people who live in the very community that people like the mayor and others are trying to protect. They're looking for other excuses for the behavior. They're looking for for historical reasons. And, and there there are legitimate things to consider. But when it comes right down to it, good and evil transcends racial boundaries transcend skin color. There's basic good and there's basic evil. And walking around with a gun and using that gun to settle an argument that you can't settle on your own, that ain't good. That's evil. And it is a learned behavior. And so, I don't know, you know, Mayor Cantrell's willingness to now work with the governor to help solve the crime problem in New Orleans, I see as a very positive thing. But maybe it's time that we stopped coddling juvenile criminals. They're old enough to commit these crimes. Let's send a general message to all of them that if you commit these crimes, you're going to be treated like an adult and you're no longer going to get out. And your little friends can't say, oh, it's not that bad because you get out right away. No, the, their little friends need to send a, a, a different message back to, to, to the whole community. Guess what? It's rough and you better not do that. I'm not talking about uh, torturing people. Don't misunderstand. But I am talking about being definite when it comes to dealing with juvenile criminals. And I feel badly for those who have fallen through the cracks because they didn't have parents. And I know people like that. And sometimes they they don't get involved in committing terrible crimes, but they just didn't get the attention or the guidance that they deserved. And it really comes down to one thing. It comes down to having sex. And that's the one thing that the leaders of our country, our city, our state do not want to address because they're afraid to address the behavior of the voters that they need to get into office. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. You know, in a way, the solution to this problem is simple. Let's just address the problem and realize that it is about young people who have been taught to be criminals. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, happy birthday today to uh, John Giles, Jay Giles, the founder of the Jay Giles Band, 78 years old today. Now, um, Jay Giles is not the lead singer. That's not Jay Giles, the lead singer, the guy who is up front. What? That's Peter Wolfe. That's not Jay Giles. Peter Wolf. Baking my noodle right now. Peter Wolf is a lead singer. In fact, at at one point he was married to Faye Dunaway. What? Yeah, Peter Wolf married Faye Dunaway. I I doubt that they're still married. Well, who the uh, hell is Jay Giles? Jay Giles just he started the band, and you know Peter Wolf was a better frontman, so Peter Wolf's the frontman. But uh, Jay Giles, John Giles, started the band and named it after him. But. He's not the lead singer. Wow. Let's get to some of your calls. Let's go to James on the North Shore. Hey, James. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Scoot. Thanks for having me on again today. It's really important to get on this week with what they're doing up at the Capitol to, to speak, like you said, to talk this out. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Larry Irvin with Brothers to Teachers. He was on WDSU this weekend. He has a program in New Orleans. Only one, Less than 1% of teachers are black men. He's trying to set it up, get these kids interested in teaching and going to school. So I want to give him a shout-out. Larry Irvins, we love you for what you're doing. And I, w- I would like to think that we could um, start in school, when they're younger, conflict resolution, to show these kids videos of, pe- of people doing foolish stuff, who do a crime, and then talk to these People afterwards who are sitting in prison for years and years to tell these kids, like, once you make this stupid decision, yeah. that's it. You know, especially now with what's going to be happening with law. You, you've you got to be—we have to prepare these kids to understand the, the laws and what can really be facing and coming at them. And another thing is bullying. I hope they do something about bullying when they're up there. I hope they find out a way— we got these little kids, even on the north, so who are making hit lists. We got to do something to get to these kids. Maybe a way where kids can call in to some kind of hotline, not to snitch on another kid and say he's bullying me, but to be able to maybe call in and get some information about why you do not do hit lists and why you do not do these things because of the trouble it will bring yourself, and then maybe talk to these kids and kind of find out what's going on in their lives and why they feel like you know, they, you, you know, know. Geez, and sometimes I- with the bullying. Is it the kid who's being bullied? Because we call them mentally ill, but I say none of these kids are mentally ill. Or is it the kid that's doing the bullying that's mentally ill? Because he's sitting there doing, you know, mocking people and acting like a jerk. Yeah. You know, who's the mentally ill one not wanting these treatment? They all do. We it, need to make sure. Know, it's really are it there. is it is doing.
4: amazing. Okay. It's amazing, James, that there are not, and maybe there are, and I'm not aware of them. Uh, it's amazing that I don't think that there are detailed studies about the young people who end up going to prison or going to, to a juvenile detention center. What is the common denominator? Is it no dad? Is it because they saw their parents having sex with people all the time and then they had sex with people all the time? Is it because that they brought kids into the world that they didn't give a damn about? Is it because they were taught that they had to have a gun in order to to, to be respected. Where are these studies? I'm afraid our government doesn't want to do these studies because they don't want to know the results because they know the results. They know what the results are. It's just, it's, but yet it is, it is hard to, it is hard to deal with the truth because the truth isn't convenient. So, you know, where's the study? Where are these studies about what leads people into these situations? Because I think there are tremendous common denominators and people don't even want to hear about it. Uh, Rome, you're on WWL. Good afternoon.
6: Hey, how are you going? Slow.
4: I'm good. Hello? Rome, are you with us? All right, let's go to Hank and Mandeville. Hank, welcome to the show.
6: Good afternoon, Stuart. How you doing? I'm good. Um, we're under the assumption that having children is a right. It's a privilege to have children. Yeah. Um, you know, and educating them in school is one thing, but they need reinforcement at home. Conflict resolution in school won't do you any good if you go home and you're living with your grandma who's 80 years old and she has no idea what happened in school um, You know, if you took a poll of children in schools, I bet you more than half of them are being raised by their grandparents Um, because the parents don't care. They just – and our government throws money at the problem, not the solution. We throw money at giving them more money to have more children. So you're fueling a problem by trying to justify having children that you don't want. And it, it's crazy.
4: It's, it's true that we have a, a system that supports negative behavior. Um, you, you know, there, there should be a way. Uh, you, you have two children and you have no means of taking care of these kids. Why do you have a third or a fourth? This is not the case with everybody, but it is the case with, uh, with, with a lot of people. And, and yet, there are so many people who listen to this show who understand everything I'm saying. There are so many people who listen to this show who are African American, who understand this problem even better than I do. And they support me addressing this, this issue. Again, we know that studies would reveal common denominators... With every one of the young kids that ends up in jail. There are going to be some, some you know, a few that are going to, to, to be different, but for the most part, there are going to be these common denominators. But I, I don't think our government wants those, uh, those common denominators revealed because it is about behavior. And there may be a disproportionate number of a group that is involved in that behavior, and so we're afraid to address it. But we're only hurting that community. If you want to join us, the Oakenhard Jewelers Talking Text Line 504 260 1870. Have you seen the rain in Southern California? OMG, uh, they have got some serious problems. Man, flooding, mudslides, they have even more problems than we have. So Uh, thoughts and prayers with those in uh, California because uh, they're having uh, some serious rain that is a big problem. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. Oh, yeah, let's go back to those early years of uh, Steely Dan. This is the first Steely Dan song I remember playing on the air when I was doing uh, music radio years ago. Do it again. Happy birthday to Walter Becker. Co-founder of Steely Dan, 74 years old today. And, hey, I usually check on this and say, you know, hey, today's a sad day because uh, John Giles, Jay Giles of the Jay Giles Band, would have been 78 today. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just found out he, he died in 2017. So, um, yeah, he would have been 78 uh, years old today. All right. All um, right. You know, I I really don't like talking about this, but it's um, imperative that we discuss it at a time when our legislature is dealing with it in Baton Rouge because this is the way our voice is heard. They're representing us in Baton Rouge, and they listen to talk radio. They listen to your voices. Let's talk about the death penalty. How do you feel about it? And let's talk about being tougher on criminals. I'm Scoot. A lot more still to come on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon on WWL.